I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. doing good morning you're listening to the arts house on corks 96 fm and c103 it's elmarie maud the microphone with you until 10 connor talon's also here ready to go yay <laughs> actually do you know what guys today i'm feeling really good and yay. you know <laughs> obviously i kept on doing the arts show right throughout the whole chemo process yeah. and like uh, there were many sundays in fact practically every sunday you know we'd come in in the car connor would have to carry my gear and stuff like that from the car into the no, studio not for Anne-Marie, me not Anne Marie. she was she was okay <laughs> no 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 i did manage to walk it but some days it was tough to walk it and that's yeah. the thing and today I walked all be myself, <laughs> carrying me old box and everything, all be myself. Yay! I'm feeling good, I'm feeling great. Okay. Uh, I'm finished with all the full chemo, I'm only on the maintenance stuff now. Things are going brilliantly, lads. And you know what? It mightn't be a sunny morning today, but that's how I feel. Yeah. So I hope you're going to stay with us now for the next little while and enjoy some of the music and the guests we have lined up because there's some really good stuff <laughs> happening in Cork at the moment. Um, we're going to be chatting a little bit later on to Camilla Grazel, who is coming to the Ballydee Hob Jazz Festival on the Maybank holiday weekend. Oh my God almighty. Her new album is sensational. The show is going to be just out of this world. And it, this has a national tour written all over it. This actually has an international tour written all over it. I can't wait for you to hear her later on in the programme. Now, I'm going to say I'm covering the Japanese Film Festival, the Italian Film Festival, uh, Story, that's the International Student Documentary Festival, and uh, Okana Fest. Who's Okana? Well, you'll find out who that is. Captain Okana. Do you remember when he landed on Mano Race Course 40 years ago? 40 years ago? From Mexico. Like, I obviously yeah. don't remember that. I wasn't around. <laughs> but yeah. uh, and, uh, the story is so kind of familiar, yeah. but I can't believe it's 40 years. Wow. So how, how does I manage to cover all of those just in one interview? Well, I managed to talk to Tracy O'Brien from the Gate Cinemas, and they're kind of linked in with all of those events in their own way. And uh, the work of the week is also having a look at the past, the present, and the future. So there you go. Well, definitely harking back to the past, and even further into the past, is Noel Coward's 
uh, play Blythe Spirit yeah. and Kilmeade Drama Group are coming to the Everman with that we'll be telling you and about may that. I say they, they are doing to... a better job than the film version we saw of it this, this week oh actually. do you think absolutely <laughs> all to be revealed anyway listen guys uh, there's some brilliant gigs around including John Black uh, he is playing in Dabaras in Clon next Sunday here he is with Cormorant from one of his most recent albums love this one
sound there of John Black and he's on tour at the moment. In fact, every single gig that he has uh, up and running at the minute is sold out. The only one for which there are any tickets uh, currently available is that gig next week in Debarra's in Clonakilty. So definitely go onto their website for Debarra's and check that out. It'll be a great, great gig with John Black for sure. Now then, tonight at the Everman, it's the Swinging Sexties with the Everman Singalong Songbook. We were, of course, chatting about that on the show last week. Um, there are still, I can't believe it, a handful of balcony tickets available. So if you want a really good, feel good, entertaining, fun night with a bumper selection of music and crack from the 60s, give yourself the treat of going along tonight. Um, later on in the week, Cliché by PJ Kirby sold out his Saturday show, so they brought on an extra date of Friday night. That's almost gone as well. And next Sunday night, Kill Mean Drama Group bring Noel Coward's comedy Blythe Spirit to the Everman. Now, they're in for one night only, and Blythe Spirit is such a great comedy. It's been adapted for the screen a few times with uh, Rex Harrison back in the 1940s, and most recently, of course, with Judy Dench playing the part of the medium in 2020. Here's a clip from the trailer uh, for that. He seems to be the trouble, old chap. I've been commissioned to adapt my novel for the screen. But the words have dried up. I need divine intervention. Mesdames et messieurs, bonsoir. Tonight, I will use my precious mystical gift. I'd like you to conduct a seance at my home. This Thursday, the moon is full and we must harness its power. Perfect. Oh, Penelope Card is a fraud. You said so yourself. It'll be superb inspiration for my new screenplay. Is anybody there? Is anybody there indeed? And is Madame McCarry a fraud or not? Well, to find out more about the production from Kilmeade Drama Group as they bring Blythe Spirit to the stage of the Everment Theatre, I rang Nora Scannell yesterday. Nora Scannell, it is just a joy to talk to you and always a pleasure to be talking about Kilmeade Drama Group. And we've talked so much over the years about various amateur drama groups who are coming to various theatre festivals or whether they're performing. But Kilmeade is one of those drama groups that when it comes to the circuit, you always pencil in a date in the everyman and a date in the city. And uh, it's always greatly anticipated. And like the, the drama circuit this year, no less than any other year, has been a hotly contested circuit. Isn't it? No, it's been it's been phenomenal this year. First of all, thanks very much for having us on again, Elmer. It's always lovely to be talking to you. And yes, getting back to Kilmeen this year. Unfortunately, we didn't make the circuit this year, or didn't make the All Ireland final, I should say, this year. But nevertheless, we had a marvellous circuit run. We had great experiences out this year. I suppose after COVID, one never knows what to expect. I know that they were out last year as well, but. It's only now this year, really, that audiences are coming back in their numbers and their strong numbers and kind of life is resuming as some form of normality again. But yeah, we decided to go out this year with Blight Spirit. Very different for Kilmeen, very different. I suppose historically, Kilmeen would be known, we'd be heavy hitters, you know, yeah. the Marina Cars, the Tom Murphys, all that type of thing. So Noel Coward was something fairly different for the group now and I must say something we all enjoyed. The strength of a group, obviously, is in its variety or its ability to have a variety of, of performances. And certainly, Blight Spirit would be out of our comfort zone, would be something new for us, but something we thoroughly enjoyed. 
probably, I would say, Elmery, our best audience play for years. The feedback was absolutely fantastic from audiences up and down the country. Loved it, loved it, loved it. It's an audience play. It's a play audiences love. Yes, because let's tell them a tiny little snippet of what it's about then. Uh, Who is this spirit and what is the impact of her arrival? Well, without giving too much away for all the people who are dying to go see the play, (laughs) the play is predominantly about Charles Condamine this novelist who's after kind of reaching a writer's block in his career is married to Ruth Condamine and they decide to have a seance in their house primarily he just wants to gather material from Madame Arcati who's the medium who's coming to it for his book and of course a lot of events unfold in that evening of the medium and her seance. They invite their good friends, the Bradmans, to come to the seance. Now, nobody is taking it seriously, so they're skitting and laughing at Madame Arcati, who they perceive to be an absolute fraud. But they're going along with it because he wants to pick up, as he quotes himself, a few uh, tricks of the trade and a bit of jargon and that. So poor old Madame Arcati is doing her best to perform this unbelievable seance. <laughs> either by accident or professionally, she contacts somebody on the other side. Now, without giving too much away, the consequences of that action lead to all sorts of misunderstandings and mischief and everything for the rest of the place. There's great old fun in it. Lovely characters, absolutely beautiful characters to play just the style of the play and the style of the way it's written it's wonderful as an actor or an actress to get to play, get the opportunity to play these type of parts. So we've had it, we've had an absolute ball. There's been a load of mischief and supernatural events occurred on and off the stage. So it's mm-hmm. fantastic, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And of course, yeah. you have the writing of Noel Coward, and you know the whole era yeah. of the you know the 1930s and the glamour and all of that uh, of that era. And I suppose the atmosphere that Noel Coward's writing always conjures up. Certainly, when we were. Rehab- it, we were aware of this, but it wasn't until we hit the circuit and hit audiences that that whole style and elegance. Blight Spirit is not a play that you're going to come out and go, oh my God, almighty, there was, did you see that moment when when somebody attacked somebody? It's not that. It's not the contemporary, the big issues in that. It's just a beautiful piece of theatre. It's acting as acting was back in the day. The foundation stone, I suppose, of where everything has gone to today. The style, I mean, audiences back in the 1940s were treated to this absolute insight in life of these incredibly successful people or perceived successful people and the style and the glitz and the glam of their lives. And up and down the country again on the festivals, we've been absolutely praised for our set, our costumes, that we captured that essence of grandeur Mm. so beautifully. And that's another big player in the play. It needs to have that sense of the period. And I think we captured that very well with the play this year. And, you know, you were telling me as well, of course, with with a play like this, with Noel Coward, why you have one word maybe when 20 would do. <laughs> you know, Noel Coward's writing is, is just so gorgeous. It's not a quick play. You know, he makes you wait and enjoy the telling of a story over time. If you were to describe it as a meal, you'd say it's delicious. There's beautiful writing in the play and it's so thoughtful, even though he wrote it in six days, but he said himself at the end of the six days, this is good. 
and 80 years later it's still you know it's still being performed it did stand the test of time but the writing is beautiful in it it's a certain style of writing and another thing Elmery that I think is very interesting is audiences retention span has reduced most of the plays now are 90 minutes that's about the go of it whereas Light Spirit is about the two hours so it's about 120 mm-hmm. minutes roughly every minute there's something happening every minute. There's no superficial language or padding in this. It's all revealing, revealing, revealing the story. And it's, it's again, back to that onion thing. It's done in layers. You get a little bit, you get a little bit, you get a little bit more. So each and every actor seen in the play, you're getting in more of an insight into the characters and what was happening before all this occurred. And it's just allowing you slowly gracefully into their lives. It's not a train. It's not going to hit you full on. It's going to allow you the time to take it in. Yeah, and it's a comedy. (laughs) Uh, Well, above all, it's uh, a comedy. Above all, it's a comedy. That's the thing. And uh, when I think of you, you see, though, Nora, and you you alluded to it already, like Kilmeen is quite famous for being one of the heavy hitters on the circuit. And you know less in that category because you are, of course, the winner of so many Best Actress Awards right around the country and at All-Ireland level as well. (laughs) Does it annoy you sometimes then if, we'll say, comedy isn't taken as seriously on the circuit? I mean, I think a lot of people underestimate how difficult comedy is to to do. Oh, totally. I agree, totally. I I wouldn't say it annoys me, but it's amazing that it doesn't get the same kudos as, we'll say, the heavy... I just generalise everything else as a heavy hitter. Comedy actually is a far more difficult genre to pull off. Timing needs to be precise. There's so many things have to line properly for a comedy to work. And we have worked hard at this. And it, the comedy aspect of has been received brilliantly everywhere. And it has got great praise for its comedy. But when you put a comedy beside a big, big substance play, the poor old comedy tends to be moved slightly to the side. Ah, sure, you know, you know, it was a comedy. Well, I feel that's the wrong way to look at it. I feel they all need their moment in the spotlight. And comedy is just as difficult. And I know from having played both sides of the fence, I absolutely, my default would be to go to the, the heavy, there's some of the Marina car there now and Porsche and, and I think of those and the different things we did. But for me as an actress, I found Ruth Condamine this year as challenging as any part I've ever done, primarily because I had to use that huge strength in the part. We have to underplay. I think as an ensemble piece, it worked beautifully because you have to give to your fellow actor. You have to, it has to be such a, a tight, tight show in order for the comedy to work. But it's, it's certainly a difficult genre. Never take it that it's easy. Actually, they're only doing a comedy. They're having a great oh, laugh yeah. at it. Yes, we are. But there's a lot of work goes into a comedy. I think you see, like if you, and you, you, you put your finger on it there, you have to underplay to a, a large degree, especially with writing like this and the characters and the way Noel Coward has written them. You know, if you overplay it, it's totally hammy. And if you can see somebody who's an oh. actor on stage and you, you can see them working, well, then there's something wrong. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't see yeah. the actor working. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. And with Blight Spirit, the writing is strong enough. You don't need, you just need to deliver it mm. in the way that Coward intended it to be delivered. Just deliver it. Do not try to make something out of it. You know, it's not there. Don't yeah. be looking for deep, meaningful or oh, substance behind all this. 
just deliver it and that if you can do that that's that's the strength of the play. Well I'm a huge huge fan of Noel Coward's work and I know that last year there would have been uh, a really warm reception for another Noel Coward production in the Cork Arts Theatre but it's always a warm reception for Kilmeen Drama Group when they come and perform in the city so the Everyman Theatre for Blythe Spirit by Noel Coward a great comedy a rollicking story lots of twists and turns and fun so Nora enjoy it we will we will we will we're so looking forward and we get such wonderful support in Cork every year that we go up and Kilmeen I know all my fellow actors we love playing the stage in the Everyman absolutely love it so we're so looking forward to being there ourselves and we're so looking forward to meeting people and having fun and you know enjoying it brilliant Nora thanks a million not at all thanks so much Elmery thank you you're just saying here, um, it, the name of it wouldn't come to me at the time. It was Present Laughter was the Noel Coward play that was in the Cork Arts Theatre back in the autumn. It was being directed by Mary Curtin and of course Ian McGurk and the most amazing cast gathered for that. And I couldn't go along to anything and I really, really was so sorry to miss it. I'm a huge fan of the writing of Noel Coward and Blythe Spirit is just a fun night out. So wishing Kilmeen Drama Group all the very best of luck with that in the Everman Theatre this week. Of course, all the booking details on the Everman website. Two. Myself, so I'm gonna let her do all the talking. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I came across a place in the middle of nowhere with a big black horse and a cherry tree. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I felt a little fear upon my back. I said, Don't look back, just keep on walking. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But the big black horse said, Look this way, he said, Hell. But I said no, 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 no. I said no, no, you're not the one for me. No, 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 no. I said no, no, you're not the one for me. Ooh. And my heart hit a problem in the early hours, so I stopped it dead for a beat or two. Ooh. But I cut some cord and I shouldn't have done it And it won't forgive me after all these years Ooh. Ooh. So I sent it to a place in the middle of nowhere With a big black horse and a cherry tree Ooh. Ooh. Now I won't come back cause it's all so happy And now I got a hold of the world to see No, 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 no,
the sound there of Katie Tunstall. I loved that album when it came out, Eye to the Telescope, and she really hit the scene with the ground, or hit the ground running, didn't she? Um, that is, of course, Black Horse and the Cherry Tree. In fact, Katie Tunstall is coming as part of a brilliant lineup of summer gigs I've seen on the programme there for Cypress Avenue. She's coming to Cypress Avenue on the 18th of July. Uh, another great gig I'm definitely hoping to book is Don Baker. He's coming in on the 5th of May. Um, some brilliant, brilliant stuff on the way there, so you can check out the website for Cypress Avenue. It's simply cypressavenue.ie. We're back with news next. Quartz 96 FM and C103. The Arts House. space to see your face You don't pick up the phone on that's your place But you're so hard to find Through crystal streets that bend and twine Just like melting butter there's a separation as I'm filtered through the cracks of my mind sound there of Sam Clegg melting butter in fact Eva Clegg is one of the guests at the Bandy Hob Jazz Festival at the Maybank Holiday we'll be chatting a little bit more about that later on in the programme but there's so much happening over to you Connor. yeah well <clears throat> the West Cork Literary Festival tickets went on sale this week and huge excitement once again as the authors who are coming like from Graham Norton to our very own Connell Creighton I'm sure Graham's one of ours too as well, I must admit. Um, <laughs> actually, I remember going to college with him. And a million others in between. Booking went live on Tuesday morning and they're selling quickly already. Graham Norton's event is the opening event on Friday, the evening of Friday, July the 7th. And it just it just flows from there, really. So if you're interested in like sitting in the audience and if you've read his books and you'd like to ask a question, then just go to West Cork Music website for links to click through. Now, the West Cork Literary Festival is also delighted to announce this year's Creative Writing Workshops, which will take place from the 10th to the 12th of July. And the workshops are on sale now and each workshop 
workshop will have a maximum of 15 participants. That's really good. That's excellent, yeah. Now, they include Making Poetry with James Harper. Wow. The Shape of Your Story, that's fiction with Belinda McKeown. And Crime Fiction with Catherine Ryan Howard. Oh. (laughs) Place Writing with Cal Flynn and Essay Writing with Brian Dillon. Now, four of the workshops will take place in Bantry and participants for Cal Flynn's workshop will be boarding the ferry to Whitty Island each morning. So, full details... And you can learn to swim beforehand if you want as well. Full details on the www.westcorkmusic.ie website. That's amazing. Imagine getting on the, the boat out to Whitty every morning to do your kind of travel writing workshop. Yeah. And like everybody on TikTok is a travel writer at this stage. But in further literary news, how fantastic was it to see during the week that Catherine Ryan Howard's book, 56 Days, has been picked up by Amazon to be made into a series? I mean, that's just class. Go on the crime writing authors. It's just <laughs> Brilliant. What a time they're having right now. Absolutely thrilled for Catherine Ryan Howard. Massive congratulations. And in fact, while you're on the West Cork Music website, because that is, of course, the holding page for not just the Literary Festival and not just the Masters of Tradition, but also, of course, the West Cork Chamber Music Festival, because tickets for that are on sale and for some really stunning concerts. There'll be music conversations and coffee concerts and all the tickets for everything are on sale now. And that festival begins on June the 23rd. Now on to Wednesday the 19th, just around the corner. That's the day in Crane Lane Theatre when five artists who have residencies at the National Sculpture Factory will be presenting their practices. Well, congratulations to Trevor Healy from the WIT, Irs Voss from CCAD, Diane Curtin from the BA in VA on Shirkin Island, and Mifanwi Frost-Jones, CCAD, and Alva Wakefield, a drone from Limerick School of Art and Design. Well done. Take a bow. Okay, I think it's time for this week's work of the week and we are going to take a dip into the latest piece from the Crawford Art Gallery. Now, this week we're playing a game of Spot the Difference. This is something you can do as well. Go to the Crawford Art Gallery's website, find Work of the Week and bring it with you on your phone or your iPad or whatever you fancy, and stand outside the Crawford Art Gallery and compare the two, like I did with curator Michael Waldron this week. Now, Michael, we're going to compare and contrast your gaff, Crawford Art Gallery, but it was the old custom house. So we're looking at Arthur Hill's view of the old custom house from 1862. That's this week's work of the week. I've got that in my hand on my iPad, right up to the front of the building as it stands now. And if you were to compare the two, what do you see now that you don't see then? Or what, what's the difference? Spot the difference. <laughs> this is a great activity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of it is very recognisable. You know, it, it, it's a very similar building in some ways, yeah. but it is a smaller building. It has some features that we will recognise and others that we won't. And a viewpoint that we don't quite see anymore. No. Because this watercolour from 1862 shows a building that was by then about 130-something years old. And it has all of the features we expect to see. We have the red brick facade with the limestone details. We have all of the windows present and correct, the chimneys present and correct. But 
even the clock on the front of our building. And the two pineapples. And the two carved pineapples yeah. either side of it. Yeah. They're all there. But what's a little bit different is that if we look at the roof line, in the middle of the roof, where it would usually just be one sloped roof, yeah. you have another structure coming out of it. It's kind of like a greenhouse planted on the top of <laughs> the building. But it's got a lovely name. It's a roof light or roof lantern. Roof lantern. Which sounds much more romantic. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and that had a, had a function. Yeah. It did. It had a function. Because, can you believe it, in the 1860s, our collection of Canova casts that started the story here, they're in our sculpture galleries today, yeah. but in 1862 they were in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> they were on the top floor and they needed this roof light, essentially, or roof lantern, yeah. to let in light so people could see them. So it was the top shelf, really, wasn't it? It was, it was the top <laughs> shelf, but what's hilarious is that Henry Jones Thaddeus, right. who was an artist from Cork, he studied here not long after this watercolour was made, and he said that the casts were so black from dust <laughs> and the muscles so increased in size because of the layers of dust on these casts that it was very hard really to draw them, even in the bright light. So it builds a picture <laughs> of maybe the, the slight chaos of this building right. at the time and that there was a sign on the main staircase that said to walk and not run for fear that those stairs would collapse. Now, the stairs have a story to tell as well. They do. (laughs) Arthur Hill, when he painted this, it wasn't a custom house anymore. No, it wasn't. It was then known as the Royal Cork Institution, or it had been under the ownership of the Royal Cork Institution, Mm. a forerunner of UCC and MTU. But it was probably best known as the Cork School of Art or Cork School of Design. This was an educational facility where you would study art and other things like Mm. science and so on. But it was really a school of art. And Arthur Hill was only about 14 or 15 when he made this. He was a teenager. What? He attended... He was good, and he attended classes with his mother, Margaret Hill. So she was attending classes, he was attending classes. It must have been a kind of nice time. Okay, let's go inside the school, man. You have to race (laughs) up the stairs. I'll beat you to the top. (laughs) Insert class bell. (laughs) Now, before we race up the stairs to... Sight of change, evolution of a building. There's a story about stairs, isn't there? A connection with Mr Hill. There is, so, you know... If we think in 1862, when he was painting this watercolour, you had to walk, not run up the stairs. By 1884, when he got the commission to design an extension to the building, he also renovated the old part. In the heart of that building, he built a staircase, which is still the staircase we use today. A very fine, I think, mahogany staircase with lovely classical designs, but then just on the stair posts... At the, at the bottom, middle and top of the stairs, you have lovely floral designs, shamrocks, in some cases thistles, flowers and leaves. Permanently planted, still growing. <laughs> exactly, and it's thought that Arthur himself designed the staircase, or his office, yeah. and that maybe the floral designs were influenced by his wife, who would have also studied in this building. Did he design anything else? He designed with his son, Henry Houghton Hill, the Munster and Leinster Bank at 66th South Mall, which is now AIB. Ah. 
uh, he also designed the Metropole Hotel. Ah, you can and see it, yes. If you have a red brick turret anywhere yeah. in, in the city, yeah. it's very likely to have been a hill building. <laughs> OK, <laughs> all right. We're nearly at the top of the hill, come on. <laughs> Now, let's not give away all the surprises, but this is one you have to tell people about. This is on loan from somebody we will reveal in a minute. <laughs> but what we're looking at now is a gorgeous, and it's not a toy, and it's not just for Christmas. It's a gorgeous model, isn't it? It's a gorgeous architectural model yeah. of what looks to be our building, but with a difference. This is an architect's model by Arthur Hill. We think from about 1879, 1880 imagining what this building could look like if he did get the commission to extend it, uh -huh. which we know he did. <laughs> okay. But he seems to have been thinking about this building for a long time, from the time he was a teenager all the way through to his maturer years. Wow. We're very lucky to have this unknown from the Allen family at Ballymaloo House. They have kept it in their care for mm. over 140 years, mm -hmm. and it is in remarkable shape. You'll explain to me why the Allen family had it in a minute. But when you look at the plans he drew up, what would people have been treated to? Well, if he'd had his way yeah. with this plan, this would have been a school of art, a school of science and a school of music. Wow. Located next to the Opera House. And this was to be the heart of a cultural quarter for the city. And so not only would there have been art classrooms, yeah. but there were elementary classrooms for people who left primary school yeah. but needed to gain even just basic reading and writing skills. Yeah. Remember, this is the 1870s, 1880s. There were science laboratories, two houses <laughs> or residences, and a music auditorium, all in his plan. But the budget would not stretch that far. You could have had a university right in the middle of Cork city centre. Well, you could have. Yeah. Um, but I suppose by then there was already a university yeah. at UCC, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the plan started to shrink a little bit and it focused kind of crazily, if you think about it. Um, the arts are usually last on the list. The arts won out and Great. visual art became the focus of this, of this building. Cork is a better off place for it. Well done, Lance. Listen, what's the connection between the Allen family, and Arthur Hill. Well, Arthur Hill, of yeah. course, his son Henry Houghton Hill have a very strong connection to the Allens because Arthur was the grandfather of Myrtle Allen, <laughs> who was born Myrtle Hill and, of course, became the doyen of ah, Irish food at really? Ballymaloo House and, of course, started originally our cafe in the 1980s in the room beneath the exhibition. So you can't, you can't escape... <laughs> for this week's really tasty morsel. Thank you. Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> Thanks a million, Connor. There's a PS to this week's Work of the Week because we looked at the past, 1862. We looked at the building in the present. And now we can look at the plans for the future because as soon as you come in the main corridor of the Crawford, you can see where things are going to be in a few years' time. Well, pretty soon. So we're, we're open to the public for at least another year, so until the summer of 2024. But what's wonderful is that we have recently received planning approval for our major redevelopment, which has been designed by Grafton Architects, award-winning Irish architects, and in partnership with the OPW. So it's funded by the Department of Tourism, 
culture, arts, Gaeltacht, sport and media. Yeah. And it will, I suppose, revolutionise this site. We're a very small space in the middle of the city and the building, as it is, is old and needs a little bit of help to bring us into the future. Yeah. So the project is to conserve the old buildings yeah. and bring them up to, to date in some ways, but keep the atmosphere and the charm. And then also to add a structure at the back of the building, which will allow people to look out over the city as well. The view they'll have from there is amazing, and it's slightly better than what the lantern was. <laughs> it's, our, it's our new lantern. It's the new lantern. A lantern for the city. I think Arthur Hill will be proud of it. I hope he will anyway. <laughs> thanks, Arthur, and thanks to the architects and designers of the future as well. So that's it, the Crawford Art Gallery, past, present and future. Something to look forward to.
brilliant music there from The Rains and their latest album, Reverie. Their debut album, in fact, Reverie. Love that one, Another Lover. Mike Connor. Now, here's a bit of news from the Cork Arts Theatre. This week, a play called Curvy Figures by Brendan Griffin. Uh, it's from the Feather Bowl Theatre Group and it's a production of Brendan Griffin's play Curvy Figures. Now, it, it, it emerged from Fishamble Theatre's Play for Ireland, where... 30 writers from across Ireland were chosen to write a play that captures the the zeitgeist of the country. Anyway, one day, one building, three couples and three apartments, each struggling with their crisis that involve figures. Attempting to put together the rent, ever-increasing bidding on a house and a child's temperature at the numbers is rising. So the backdrop of a St. Patrick's Day brings together their stories, they intertwine and they influence each other and beyond the figures, the couples are forced to confront their real issues. Now, doesn't that sound absolutely intriguing? Again, anyway, the play is directed by John Morgan and promises to be a must-see. So it opens on Wednesday and runs right through to Saturday at the Cork Arts Theatre. Well, gig untach it hacht an ischgeluas an onod chultoria mali vordent na marni chahasig astrach in the bandan agus Chris Newman Lay, Maris Gana, idig fila o London le haig gigs bashilta le kioler in guitar agus an harp olus galair agus tikaidi le foiler onod chultoria punkai na chunig me strach lader tijikar an orig dorabanam do beg me er ash well is clar trasoil och down le defriot martin the lord hori timpelo oit gahait ektort ko Quarter on a day dot story. Agus an shin token she had size feedback though constant hahi a fiosu as shinamach. So a nacht yoig shnaidni olochain agus Oscar O'Kira tahir halen frizuin and dunanal agus turig Oscar court har iha er hach imror kailul sacker. Denigan vert a melach three valia clear agus punishit hanav as an gultor gailak igundre to bridarin punishit real fresh. Gorkig, as an Schlaunu Leube, Gahe dat is a weder, um, Gahe dat is a meder, sha, court freshen erantain lina trainach in Nunanaul at a false egg fimu. So, Shin Ia Moirach er Tijikahar. Now, Clarevegon er Ingedin na Tros Boher, Shots Muinov Ella Untach, Mar Shostra in Will Camry, Sitte. E garna er fod na heiren le desh a hort doine dole cool eistacht er na pasneri agus olis gart er na nihe atá ag dain of tinnestoif. So e mask na nover place the gart um, beg siad ag a kind of a turmi ag sula er valachdi pishoga kora kailach achtroin agus karta na man. Now an will an technoliacht ag tacht eder dine agus skillene maha koral beshishin royenach domsa eringedin marni hasnoigshe golahur tresha doyag er majin so binime uside as an sky plus the shin but fekenshe an simoil
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.